0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. You are listening to the Youth Impact on one hundred five point four FM at Otago Access Radio in collaboration with Volunteer South. Here we will take you down the world of volunteering and the impact you can make in your community. Welcome to the Youth Impact. Welcome to your impact. Hello and welcome back to the Youth Impact. I have a quick update about the Volunteer Awards. So nominations have closed closed. Uh, the judging process is going to start and we've got the names for the judges this year. So we've got Social Impact Studio Manager Zian Watts, SBS Bank Staff Manager Jenna Lloyd, Dunedin City Council Representative Marie Lafiso, and Community Representatives John Marrable, Julia Rata-Teraki and Brenda Harwood. So they will be meeting on August 18th and 19th. They'll be discussing this year's nominations and the ceremony will be held on Saturday, the September 24th. So good luck to everyone that was nominated, and I'm very excited to see what's going to happen. I might be there. I'm probably going to be there. <laughs> Maybe I'll be there if I win something, just saying. Right, as I said uh, last week, I have decided to take a step back from doing this show and actually hand over the reins to someone else, which I'm a, I'm a little bit sweet about. I love this show, uh, but it has become too much for me. And, you know, things happen. People move on. Whatever. I'm also probably getting too old for this position seeing as it's uh, for youth and I and I still actually know how a VHS player works. So you know I can't relate anymore. I don't think I'm that relatable and I don't. Man do you you guys ever remember the problems of rewinding the tape? (laughs) Anyway yeah so I'm handing over the show. Honestly kind of excited about it. I would love to see the direction it takes. Uh, to have a new host because obviously the show has been made kind of it was made it's made by me and for me really to do um i thought i'd give you a bit of a history about this show today and what i actually do you know just because i don't know if anyone actually knows the extent of what i do and it's actually not as daunting as you may think or impressive um also since the ad has gone up on Volunteer South. You can look up Volunteer South and it will say that they're looking for a radio slash podcast host. That's that's it. That's this job. Um, so if you want to apply, I'd highly recommend it. Um, and I will be the one giving you the, the rundown on how to do the show anyway. But I know a lot of people obviously have never done stuff in radio because let's face it, it's not exactly a common thing to do. So I thought I'd tell you what I actually do here and, you know, everything like that. You know, all these past episodes, I've been talking about what other volunteer jobs do, like what they're doing for the community, like what they do in their day-to-day task. I've never told you what I do. This is very exciting because this is something I actually know about, unlike all the other topics I've done. So first of all, let's go through some history of the show. The show was developed by uh, Volunteer South, obviously. And I uh, don't know much more than that. I know Higino uh, has been basically my manager throughout this whole thing. Uh, but I believe her official title is Community Connector. She was just the person that I saw in the reception when I walked in. And she's been with me every step of the way. So shout out to her. She's been doing an amazing job keeping the show going. Um, She's been full on within the show. And when it started, as you know, we did have other people in the show. That's another thing I would like to point out. When you apply for the show, you can apply with your friends. Like, if you want to do this show with someone else, I would highly recommend it. Uh, as you know, I brought my own friends on, on occasion. They already have other jobs and things to do, so I cannot bring them on as often as I, can, as I want. Um, And technically, they're not officially on the show, but it's perfectly fine to have someone you want to talk to on the show because it just makes for better episodes, in my opinion. So in the beginning, there were four of us uh, that applied for the show, and obviously all of us did the show. Um, We had to assign ourselves jobs, and I've still got the piece of paper somewhere where we all had to write down ideas, which was the jobs, I believe, were... Uh, social media designer or something where they had to run any kind of social media stuff and also design the logo for uh, the youth impact. We had a interview specialist. So someone that would actually go out and do the interviews, like do all the walking around ones. We had to have someone that would write the episode ideas and we had a coordinator, which was, Basically, the head of the show, uh, the one that would just direct everyone else on what to do. There were definitely more itty-bitty jobs. I just cannot remember them, and I don't want to go looking for that piece of paper. (laughs) But yeah, we are all assigned different roles, kind of. Uh, It it was pretty messy, because a lot of us uh, didn't really know what we are doing, for obvious reasons. It's not like we just came in with full-on CVs. So in the beginning, we had Jonty, Margo, Kotatsu, and me. And that was the four of us. We all got assigned jobs. Kotatsu was super into uh, wanting to do the interviews and stuff. Uh, Margo was already doing, was already pretty into some design work, so she was pretty happy to take that on board. And Jonty was a, music- a musician, and so he wanted to do um, a lot of music-based stuff for our show uh, because we were allowed to run music. We still are. I just don't. (laughs) And I took the role of coordinator. I got a separate interview beforehand telling me or offering me the role of coordinator. I only got that because I happened to do radio in high school and I was a streamer very briefly. Um, I kind of stopped streaming to do this because this was just easier for me to do. But yeah, so I kind of had qualifications but they weren't very good ones to be fair so they gave me the job of coordinator which (laughs) yikes bad move guys (laughs) afterwards was the planning phase we already knew what the show was about because that was decided by volunteer south they wanted or they saw that youth were getting way more involved in volunteering and they wanted a show uh for them to encourage them to keep volunteering and to let them know of any upcoming jobs uh and things to do honestly i kind of dropped the ball on that one i really derailed this entire show that is my bad guys i am so sorry uh but we also didn't have a name the show wasn't named like at all um it was just youth radio show for volunteer south so we had a, a a naming session and i don't remember any of the names I just remember the youth impact, which I'm pretty sure was a joke I made. I don't remember why I made it, but I was like, oh, what about the youth impact? Because I thought it was like, I don't know what I thought. <laughs> but that was the winner. That was the one that everyone really liked. And it stuck, I guess. <laughs> we didn't really have any better names. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to keep naming things. Naming things is so hard. It took... Man, it took me two weeks to name my cat. Like, she had a different name every day for those two weeks. I'm not good at naming things. So if you listen to some of the early episodes, uh, you will remember Jonty and Marga. You won't remember Kotatsu because he was technically never on air. He was at university at the time, and he unfortunately couldn't. He was just having some issues with scheduling, so it didn't work out. And as you may know, Jonty and Marga uh, left early... This year, I would say. Uh, Because I remember we all did the Christmas episodes together. It was a fun day. (laughs) But that's basically the history of what it was. Uh, Four very random people. All of us had different skill sets and backgrounds. None of us had really done radio before, except for me, which I really don't think that should count as a qualification. That was me in high school. But whatever. I guess it proves that being in high school I can really uh, do anything or make something of myself. I don't know what this proves. <laughs> the only other thing in our history was if the show didn't do well, it would have been cancelled uh, by the end of last year. So I think about December was the how long we had for the show until we could get it. I guess, renewed or decided on if they wanted to keep us going. Uh, so December, we kept going. Yay! That Well, that's how I'm still here. Uh, and then after that, obviously, another wave of COVID kind of hit. Um, There was also some construction going on at ORFM, so we had to start working from home. So, yeah, I started working from home. And by then, everyone had already kind of left, so it was kind of fine. Uh, Got a new microphone. I just started bringing in friends that happened to be like online at the time. i tell them to set up their mic and just would start talking about whatever show we did. And I love those episodes. They're some of my favorites there. The ones that I really enjoy the most because they're always so fun to talk to another person while doing this. I'm not saying these ones that are just by myself aren't fun, but I feel like I get really derailed really quickly. So that's basically this show. Let me tell you what you can expect if you were to volunteer for this show. So the job itself, actually, let me bring up the ad for it. Right, so it looks like there's a lot to cover in the ad, but I promise it's really not as scary as it looks when it's written down. So basically, the core responsibility, it says, is uh, to make, you know, content. And release the show. You gotta make sure it's like appropriate to be on radio, obviously. Um, really emphasize volunteering with youth as this is what the show is for, and just be entertaining, also have guests on occasion, and just kind of be passionate about what you're talking about. Those are some of the main things. It also talks about what a radio presenter is as a script writer, announcer, and an interview viewer. So you have to have good speaking skills let's face it i don't really so eh, that's a let's let's put that in the maybe pile of things that you need uh it says you'll learn some technical uh things to do like in the studio and stuff and that this will be working as a team uh with whoever you get oh it says all the roles that we have hosting researching uh sourcing guests like interviewing and marketing yep those were the roles got it that's what it was i was hosting and research that was my original job but that's basically the core responsibilities um the requirements that come under it when it comes to work knowledge you kind of don't really need much other than um working with people and you know being open to the wide range of cultures and ages and backgrounds and everything and an understanding of community needs and organization. Pretty basic stuff if you've done volunteering before. So, no stress there. There's a lot of personal skills that are listed here as a requirement. Um, Most of them, I feel, can be boiled down to you are comfortable being on radio. You're at least pretty... I wouldn't say outgoing, but you can at least pretend to be in front of a microphone. So at least, like, you sound interesting to listen to. That sounds harsh, but let's. But if you heard me outside of this radio, my voice is so monotone and tired all the time. I really try and amp it up for the show, as well as just kind of being passionate about our community and volunteering. There's a lot of information on this page, it's all very good information. Uh, but I can tell you right now as a little insider sneak peek to what happens in the actual studio, quote-unquote, what I do. Basically, every week I come up with a new idea for the show or sometimes an old idea for the show that I'm reusing and recycling. Uh, Not all of them are great ideas. The best way to find my ideas that I've done is I've ended up talking to a lot of people about it. Uh, A lot of the time, what they suggest to do a show on isn't relevant to youth volunteering, but eventually something they'll say, like some small piece will make you think of something else, and that will be your topic. That's how I've done most of my topic. I've talked to people about completely irrelevant things, and boom, topic has appeared. Another thing I've done is just looked on Volunteer South for any volunteering opportunities. If there's one I've not heard of, I'll do more research about it, and I'll probably talk about it, or I'll, or I'll talk about that kind of volunteer work as a as a whole. Like if I find uh, something for the SPCA, then I'll find I'll talk about uh, any kind of animal volunteering to stretch out because these are twenty five minute shows, about half an hour shows, give or take. But that's how I come up with my ideas. Um, again, this is me working alone. Uh, it's probably a lot easier working in a group. And according to this, it is very, they're very encouraging to get a new whole team in um, to get everything done, which makes sense. This show can definitely be done by one person. I feel like I've proved that. But it's so much easier with a group – Fun fact about the show, I have been in every single episode except for one. There was one episode where we, or there was one day we filmed four, filmed, we recorded four episodes in a day for Christmas uh, because OriFam was going to obviously close for the holidays. And so there were three of us there, so it was me, Jonty, and Marga. So I skipped one of the recordings so <laughs> to have a break to write a different episode. Um to get everything done in time. So just a fun wee tidbit there. Moving on back to what I do. Uh after the topic, I don't write a script. I do the research and before I started working from home I had it all on my phone as a- either a list of bullet points or just tabs open of like information so I could like look at it every now and then that was it that that's all I did I didn't do full script writing I don't like script writing I feel I come across very robotic if I write a whole script the only time I use scripts is if there's a big announcement to make and even then I still I still improvise most of it Another point about the radio show that may be very daunting to some people is the technology point of it. As we've all seen, like images of inside a radio, like booth where there's that big board and there's so many buttons and sliders and dials and whatnot. So it's very daunting. And I did do, um, I d- I did do a little lesson on how to do everything. Honestly, you don't need to do many buttons for this kind of job. Um when I was actually working in the studio, I just had to push the button to play the intro and the outro, unmute and mute mics, sometimes fiddle with the volume, and if I had pre-recorded something, just to play it when necessary. But if you've ever used a computer, you can definitely use the radio thing. Also next to the pre-record booth, like in the pre-record booth, like next to the board there's a manual and it's very short it's just like a quick one someone wrote up but it's just got the basics down so like there was never any stress of would i forget something uh it was never that big of a deal you want to know my biggest industry secret for working at home i use the gaming voice chat app discord uh to record all of my episodes, every episode has been recorded on a Discord. For those of you that don't know what Discord is, it's kind of like Skype, specifically for gamers. And for those of you that don't know what Skype is, it's like Teams, specifically for gamers. Same kind of thing. It's just channels where you can chat, talk to your friends, play video games with each other. But they've all got they've all got voice channels that you can sit in and talk to your friends with. And but Discord has a really good noise canceling. So, uh thing built into it so it muffles all of my background sound if i have it and yeah i also use a bot a robot in my discord that records uh the voice channel that's how i do all of my shows i just record myself talking in a voice channel by myself and export it into audacity just to clean up a bit that's all i do uh, that's that's my secret on how I record. I didn't like Audacity because you could hear that my room was definitely not a studio, so there was quite a bit of uh, echoing to it. I have some soundproofing on my walls now, uh, but that just stops the, my voice bouncing back. It doesn't stop the echo, really. Audacity, I do the editing myself to an extent, so I'm getting rid of all... Uh, the quiet spaces, all the swears I'm definitely doing. Every time I say, um, there's a compilation I've made of me saying, um, I say it so often and I don't, I didn't have to do that. No one asked me to do that. I just, (laughs) I just wanted to, uh, because I like learning new things. So I learned how to use Audacity. It's super basic. All I did was just cut out bits I don't know if they edit it anymore after I send it in, but that's about it. And when working from home, just to send it in, when I when you're in the studio, you just kind of have to uh, save it to the computer they have and then leave. Now I just email it, I put it on a Google Drive, and then I share the the link to it, and done. I The only other thing I have to do is write the description and the title. I give it the title and the description for the show uh, to go up on Spotify. That's basically it. That's basically a day of recording for me. The time commitment on the role on Volunteer South says it takes about 10 hours per week. That's kind of true. It takes a long time to decide on the topic because the show goes up weekly. I'm always constantly thinking of a new topic. I have a lot of them written down, uh, but some of them are specifically made to be done in a group, you know what I mean? Uh, Just to make the conversation more interesting. And then some of them are definitely more solo episodes that I've made for myself. So, yeah, there's a lot of thinking about it, but the recording and the editing it takes, I would say maybe an hour and a half, maybe two hours. The recording itself obviously is only like half an hour. When When you do it in the studio... It, it will take half an hour. That's, that's exactly how long it takes. But when you're doing it at home, there's no pressure to leave the studio because no one else has to come into recordings because it's your home. So it takes me a lot longer to get these recordings done because I always stop to make sure I'm actually staying on topic or I'm researching the, a new thing as I'm going. Sometimes my cat just gets in the way, so I have to just like hang out with her for a bit. <laughs> And then, again, it takes me maybe another half hour to clean up the editing in Audacity. But really, if I if I stayed in the studio, it would definitely take me less time. Um, it's just being at home where I can not take this super seriously <laughs> that it's taking me so much longer. So, yes, 10 hours is correct, but it's more 10 hours of thinking about the show than it is actually doing the show just so you know doing the show is probably the least stressful part of this it's basically it i wanted to give this episode to anyone that was considering uh going into radio or just interested in being on this um i'm gonna be honest this has been a real confidence booster for me just doing the show and i've really loved it um also If you think that volunteering doesn't actually work to help you get jobs, I did actually almost get a job as um, working for ORFM. I just hadn't worked enough with actual other people (laughs) uh, with volunteers because the job I applied for uh, was working with more volunteers. And someone was just more qualified than me. But I was really close. And if I hadn't done the show, I definitely wouldn't have been anywhere near close, like at all. It's given me a lot of passion for radio. I genuinely just enjoy it. A lot of the jobs I look for now has been radio. I've had a lot more opportunities to do things because being on radio proves that I can organize a show and confidently talk about it very briefly. It's like public speaking, but honestly, with a lot less stress because I'm not looking at anyone. If anyone's really curious... I don't recommend it, but if it gives you the confidence, if it helps in any way, listen to the first episode of this show. It's me by myself in the studio for the first time, and I am so nervous the entire time. I was terrified of doing this. And if you're really nervous or scared of doing this too, honestly, don't worry about it. These shows aren't live, they're pre recorded. It takes so much stress off. If you're working with other people, they will, like, you will lean on them as they will lean on you. You are all in the same boat. I did the first episode with everyone else that worked on the show as well. All of them had the exact same nerves as me, and I was only two episodes. I had done two more episodes than they had and I was fine. I <laughs> I had so much more confidence just because I did two episodes and that was it. I was just comfortable being here. Right. I'm definitely rambling on, but if you want to apply for the show, highly recommend it. I will definitely be helping the people that do get the show, uh, the new show. I'll be working with them. And I'll even do a few shows with them until they uh, get the hang of it because I completely understand doing a show by yourself for the first time. If you want me there, I'll be there, but you won't need me. Anyway, uh, I'll see you guys next week, probably. Bye! Thank you for listening to the Youth Impact on ORFM. Go out and find your impact.